Welcome to Badass Body Workers. We are an empowering community of inspirational female body workers who help you overcome the fears, excuses, doubts, blocks, and obstacles in your way so you can create the prosperous business and fulfilling career that you deserve. Join me and my powerhouse colleagues to learn the secrets to success that you never learned in school so that you can thrive rather than just survive in the spa and wellness industry. We appreciate your support by subscribing and pushing play. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Today, I am with my amazing bitch, uh, business coach uh, and badass bitch. What were you going to call me? <laughs> we're off to a great start, but I'm here with the badass as uh, Sharice Kral. And while she is not a massage therapist, she is definitely an amazing business coach. She has never led me astray. And she is very, very well-rounded with her expertise and her skill set. So today we're going to focus pretty heavily on leadership in the workplace. And I'm going to let Sharice take over and tell everyone how amazing she is, because like I said, she's really, really well-rounded and I'm not going to, I'm not going to butcher this for her. <laughs> so now you know why I come on here and I do these things with Rebecca, because I always feel incredible afterward. So if I ever need some kind of a self-worth boost, I just need to talk to Rebecca. <laughs> Um, I appreciate you, you bringing me on in reality. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's always an honor because we should always be listening more than we talk. And when you instill that into your lifestyle, you don't talk very much. And so every once in a while, it's kind of fun to really get into it again. Um, and, and hopefully it's something that's valuable for you guys too. But I honestly, I started everything. I, I guess I could go all, all the way back to nine years old where I, I thought I started my first business. Uh, so I've always really been an entrepreneur at heart. But L I remember. Lemonade stand? What? Lemonade stand? <laughs> no. I, so I lived in the woods on the lake and we had a little creek running down um, all five acres of land. I don't know how much land we had, but I would take my kayak and put it in the creek and push my little neighbor kids that were a couple years younger than me down this creek and there were tons of ferns and it was all of the woods and everything that make my older brother run through these ferns on the side of the creek making Jurassic Park dinosaur sounds and I just did this whole Jurassic Park river adventure thing for my neighbor kids and had this whole storyline and all of these different you know, enemies that would pop out and we'd have to attack them or do this one thing or run away or, you know, all these things. And we'd go up and down, back into the boat, up onto the river or onto, onto the bank. And it was intense, man. It was intense, but we made it out safely every time. <laughs> and, yes. and I found these little rocks that look like eggs and everything. And I thought for sure I was going to make a million dollars. And all I needed to do was have my mother just freaking tell everybody that lived about 40 minutes from us to drive all the way here. And I would have a line out the door. <laughs> and so, um, that was my thing for a while at nine years old. Fast forward a few years, <laughs> I ended up joining the army at 18 and I ended up being a Black Hawk helicopter mechanic and crew chief on UH-60s. And then I realized um, the army is supposedly known for its leadership extreme leadership and, and structure everything but <laughs> yeah so so the army is not even its leadership quote unquote schools and trainings never taught leadership they always taught 
extreme management. And that was the reality of it. There's a very big difference between managing and leading people. And they never once taught leadership. So it was very rare to find somebody who was a good leader and in a position of authority. And so that affected a lot of people's lives, including my own. And I saw a lot of bad things happen. So it's toxic environment, some units, um, a lot of brown nosing just to get promoted or you know, just making sure that you didn't get called out by accident or have something blamed on you because it could end your career. <laughs> and um, it just, it's crazy how one leader in authority can make or break the entire lives of other people and can create traumas or create massive inspiration. And just by following, you know, feel simple skill sets. And there's an art and a science to leadership, of course, which I'm sure we'll get into, but it's incredible how massive it impacts your culture and your environment. And when I saw all of these big issues coming and, and all these bad leaders that I was suddenly, you know, being told what to do by, I kind of freaked out because you can't just quit working in the army. You know, you can't just get fired or decide to put in your two weeks, you're stuck there. And I had signed a six-year contract. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> so after that first year, it's like, ah, crap. <laughs> um, but luckily, about two years in, one of our warrant officers who was a pilot on the UH-60s, he gave me a book. And I think I have it on my shelf here. Let's see. Here we go. The Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. <laughs> it's probably not the same one, but uh, that was quite a few years ago now. But um, that was the first leadership book I read. And the rest is history, honestly. After that, I started working for a guy who made almost $4 million a month being a leadership coach and uh, started getting mentorship by him and his CEO. And they helped me start my first business about 12 years ago. And then I ended up kind of accidentally adding on other companies. Uh, so now I have a business strategies company and a leadership development company. And we do a lot of um, intervention coaching, which is just truly changing from a psychotherapy level, being able to reprogram habits and patterns in our subconscious so that we can change our futures. because. And you'll hear me say this a hundred times. Every tiny little thing you do, your daily actions will always be building up to your success or your failure. So if you don't change those and you don't change what you do every single day, you will never get to where you want to be. But that's what I do now. Girl, I wish I had a dollar for every time you said uh, Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard you like bring them up so many times. I'm, I should definitely that for myself and you're you're so right because if you compare somebody like Hitler to the Dalai Lama those are two leaders two very very different types of leaders and the impact that those two uh, people have had you know it it created a ripple effect and it's leadership is not always it doesn't always create good it definitely can have a domino effect and you know, I see in my industry, in the spa health and wellness industry, that 
there's a huge lack of leadership. It's either um, corporate structure for the franchise model, or it's people like me who are individual self-employed, and then they get so busy, they end up needing to hire more people, but they really don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and because we were never exposed to it, because we only yeah. know what we're exposed to. And mm -hmm. in my industry, we just kind of need a little part-time help every now and then. But as your company grows, if you do choose to grow a company and have staff, certain things need to be set in place. And there needs to be leadership skills because massage therapists often don't know how to hire, how to structure their business. They don't know how to incentivize their employees. They have a lot of difficulty with being people pleasers. And my industry has a very unique uh, set of problems where there is so much demand, but there's so little supply. So compounded with that and the fact that there's a lot of uh, misconceptions in my industry and then different types of employment opportunities. There's so much gray area and that can get really fuzzy, you know, and it can get really confusing. And when it comes to something like leadership, you don't need confusion. It just breeds more confusion. <laughs> I mean, it's, it can really lead somebody in the wrong direction very, very quickly. So instead of them getting closer to their goals or getting further and further away, despite whatever action they think they're taking, it's not exactly moving the needle forward. And that's why I wanted to invite you on today too, because it's so important to move that needle forward. But there's so many different types of, of leadership in ways that we can, um, you know, it's not, it's not a do as I say, not as I do. It's, you know, do unto others as I would do to you. Like I personally treat everyone with compassion and, you know, respect and try and consider them, but also try and be, a guiding light. And we really, really lack that in our industry. So I'm so happy to be talking with you today about all of this. And I know we could go on forever. Um, but it, when it comes to my audience in the spa health and wellness industry who are dealing with a lot of these gray areas, uh, what's the first couple of things that come to mind for you? Honestly, leadership is incredible because it doesn't matter what industry you're in. But some of the things that you've mentioned, like wanting to be a guiding light I can give you an entire lesson on the difference between that and being a forceful authority right and the first thing I will say is there are very few people who intentionally try to be a bad leader somebody who manipulates versus influences and most people like you mentioned they just don't know any better and they're just trying to do the, the best that they can with what they have at that time but if you take ownership of your success and the people below you, you have this obligation to start learning how to become better. And we have to do that in everything we do, right? If you want to be a better actor or better at pickleball or something like that, you have to take lessons. You have to start learning in some way. And so if you want to be a leader or if you want to, or, or if you're accidentally become a leader like I Whoops. have in the past, <laughs> yeah. um, then you need to truly start taking ownership of that position and start learning. And that nobody will fault you for being a bad leader when you're actively learning to become better. So the first thing I would mention after that is what is leadership? Because most people, nine times out of 10, people are going to say, my boss 
or somebody in a higher ranking position, right? <laughs> My sergeant or something like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, that's not the case. Leadership has nothing to do with a position. That's authority. People can respect your position, but they don't respect you. There's a very big difference. And if you put two of them together, that's incredible. You know, if you take management and leadership and put it together, great versions of both, then you have an incredible boss. But your boss can be horrible or they can be incredible. And same with you. You can be a bad boss or you can be a good boss. It just depends on those learning requirements. And so when you look at what leadership is, leadership has nothing to do with telling people what to do. Leadership has everything to do with influencing people toward a common goal. And I don't know if anybody has ever trained a dog or trained a horse or anything like that, or tried to train their cat. I know some people do that. <laughs> um, but when you look at training an animal, there's two different ways you can do it. You can inspire them to go after something they want, like with treats or praise or, or their favorite ball or you can force them to do what you want them to do. And that's the difference between what I call leadership versus being an authority. Leadership in general, or I should say not even leadership, but influence in general can be the same thing as manipulation, but the purpose behind it, that principle idea or that mindset of why you're doing it changes everything. So like when you mentioned Hitler, he was a great leader technically, but he was yeah. a manipulative leader and a forceful, right? So he, he was able to get tons of people to follow him and believe in him and believe in his mission and guide them to a common goal, but he did it with manipulation. Thank God Twitter well. wasn't around back then, right? I agree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, and so that's the difference between him and the Dalai Lama or somebody or Mother Teresa, where everything they did, they did it from that starting point of trying to not only make their people better, but also make their environment and themselves better. And that is the biggest difference between those two styles of leadership. I love that because I know with myself, I definitely struggle because I'm kind of one of those accidental leaders, which I, you know, most of us, I think like fall into that category. Right. And yeah. it, it is a struggle because I often feel like, how can I lead whenever I'm still learning, but you're right. Really stepping into that and taking it by the reins and being like, I am braceless. Let's fucking do it. That's amazing. And I want to encourage people in my industry that, you know, even if you don't think you're a leader, like you can still possess, uh, possess some of those qualities and characteristics. Uh, what, speaking of, what would you say that the top qualities and characteristics of, you know, being a good leader and leadership is apart from, I know you mentioned um, influencing people towards a common goal, but when it comes to, uh, let's say, you know, the workplace where we have to manage people, uh, especially in my industry where a lot of us, we tend to make friends with our staff members that can like really muddy the waters. Do you have any uh, feedback <laughs> towards? Well, a lot of it, when you're working with other people, there's 
there are five steps to almost everything you do. And that's honestly why I called my business, my leadership business, five-step leadership, because I just kept seeing this over and over and over again. And there are these specific steps to building influence with another human being. And when you're coming into a new environment, you don't know what that environment is. You don't know if it's toxic. You don't know what kind of people these this team is. So whether you're just another team member, which just so you know, you can be the leader of that group, whether you're the boss or not, because the boss might have zero influence and the leader has, the true leader has all the influence, but they aren't in the position. And a good example of that is if you walk into a corporate world and you have everybody sitting at a meeting table or even in um, big construction companies, you see this really prevalent. Uh, you can call a meeting and start talking to people and ask them a really important question. And when you ask them a question, nine times out of 10, everybody will look at the leader and then respond or listen to that leader falling in line with what that leader says. And in the army, it was the same way. You would usually have this old disgruntled I guess E6 or something like that, you know, like a sergeant. And he would not be the boss because we would have the commanders and we would have all the lieutenants and everything like that. But everybody, including those officers, would still listen to this old crusty sergeant because he had the experience and he had the influence and people trusted him. And so that's a great example of you not having to be in the position of authority to be the leader. But when you're talking about coming into an environment like what you, you guys deal with, the first steps will always be to individually build influence with each person. That's the first thing you should do when you walk into an environment. And those characteristics that you need to make sure that you keep all come back to your character, not your reputation, your character. And those are you know having integrity, having empathy, having the ability to be positive, <laughs> having resilience and adaptability, all of these different things are amazing skill sets for leaders. I don't know if I could ever choose one over the others because they all interchangeably work together, but they all come together as showing you have character. And if you have character, people can trust you. And that's one of the biggest steps that you have to get if you want people to be influenced by you. They have to be able to trust you first. I totally agree with that. And I've learned with myself, it is so important to be receptive. And I've had really uh, intimate conversations with people before where I thought they were a leader and, and I could trust them. And, you know, whenever I'm speaking to them, they're just very guarded, you know, and the way they respond is not from a place of uh integrity and, you know, aligning with their values. It's from this place of just being guarded and not wanting to see things from a different perspective. And that's so important to be able to place yourself in somebody else's shoes, but not for too, too long. <laughs> you know, I, I tend to like place myself in other people's shoes for too long. And that can also, um, you know, for business owners out there who are empathetic and who often uh, pour from an empty cup, it's so important to, of course, see things from other people's perspectives, but not to stay there too incredibly long because otherwise, you know, you're not going to reach a goal. Um, you have to have boundaries. 
and you have to be open-minded and honestly asking questions. If, if I had to only give one tiny bit of advice for somebody to become a good or great leader, I would tell them to always ask questions because if you can, and this goes, this is exactly the same for business owners and entrepreneurs. Ask questions all the time about everything. Do not make any assumptions and do not make any decisions without doing that first. And you don't have to fully listen to everybody, but you have to take their voice into account in addition to giving them that very blatant value that their voice matters. And that is one of the biggest things that creates trust and influence. And you can't trust, I mean, you can trust somebody if you don't like them, you can still trust that person, but liking somebody helps build that trust a lot faster. So I put that into one of those steps of building influence with people. But I can give you tons of leaders that I trusted to to keep me alive while I was deployed that I couldn't stand. But I still knew that they had character, they had integrity in what they believed in. And I knew I could trust them to make the best decision or decision better than me. And so you have to take that into your life too and into every environment you create. Go in there, ask questions. Hey, do you have any kids? What's your favorite color? What do you love so much about being here? What can't you stand? What frustrates you the most? You know, ask those hard questions too. And if you have a really big change coming up, ask everybody's advice, or at least give them an opportunity to be heard in a safe environment. It doesn't matter. You're still going to make the best decision that you can for the good of everybody. Being a leader doesn't mean that everybody is going to like you. In fact, there's a really amazing quote that says, if you wanted to have everybody like you, you should have sold ice cream. You should not have become a leader. And so I don't want you to go too far on that side, you you need to be okay with people not liking you or not liking your decisions. But you also need to know that the decisions you made were to the complete of your, or as much, of, as, much as you can, you made the right decision for everybody. Not just you, not just the business, but every single person on that team, you know, this decision was the best for them as a whole. And that's the most important thing that you could ever do. And I'll say this one thing about leadership that ties into that. <laughs> the one place that you can tell if somebody isn't a great is a great leader or a good leader is when they either make a mistake or when shit hit the, hits the fan. When there's a problem, it's the only time you can see somebody's true character in leadership or true ability in leadership. And so I don't want you to focus on being a great leader when everything is happy and there's sunshine and rainbows around you, (laughs) you know, like that really doesn't matter because there's nothing for you to lead. Everybody is doing what they need to be doing. But if there's a problem, how you handle that problem and how you bring everybody together and inspire them to agree with you, or at least be willing to go with you to solve that problem, that is where true leadership lies. That is such a like golden nugget of everything. Um, so many things I want to say. Whenever you mention, it's a, li- like, it's a lifelong, it's a lifelong right? study here. Okay, 
It is. It is. It's, you know, a skill we have to keep refining over and over and over, especially as things change with social media and, you know, social dynamics. Um, But that reminds me, I saw in my Facebook group, somebody, a business owner had posted something they give to employees on the onboarding process, which is a checklist of uh, what motivates you. And it's anything from extra time off to gas cards to, you know, movie tickets, like a whole list of incentives, basically. And that way, the business owner was able to kind of curate their incentive bonuses based on what does inspire them because money is great, but not everybody cares as much about that as they do having the weekends off to spend with their kids. So that's the first thing that came to mind. Um, That's a perfect example. That's a great example for being an entrepreneur and being a leader because contrary to popular belief, uh, being an entrepreneur or business owner is a leadership position. And every single ideal client, every single person you have in your audience, every single client you have or member in your membership, any of these things, they are the people following you. And so you are leading them. So what you just said, have understanding what motivates them and what they would want to strive for or, or do a run for for something is really important in any any leadership position, <laughs> you know? So, so I love that you said that. That was perfect. So somebody, uh, so somebody like me, who's kind of, you know, an individual therapist and they're looking to hire, you know, one, maybe two people to kind of get started. How can they start implementing like leadership in, into their practice? Uh, would you suggest that they start having like uh, bi-weekly meetings with them? I know you mentioned being, um, getting to know people individually and everything, but how can somebody go from, just working for themselves to leading uh, somebody to be on their team and making sure that they are curating the best possible, you know, career environment for them who has like no idea where the hell to start, you <laughs> yes, know, here at the very beginning. <laughs> and and I, I like that you preface that because there's a lot of advanced strategies that you can implement on the science side and the art side of, of leadership. And so we'll keep it as simple as possible, but if somebody was just starting out and they just hired their first contract employee or they just brought their first team member on to their their business, I would say go through the levels of influence with them intentionally. Make sure that you understand them as a human being. Understand what motivates them and what inspires them, what they're grateful for, what problems they currently have, understand what their life is like and and what they prioritize what they run from and what they love (laughs) those are probably the three things right what they prioritize what they run from and what they love and and first do that the next thing I would do is if and this is a bonus item um, or a bonus step that's a little bit of an advanced strategy but I absolutely love it and you guys would too is to give them some sort of survey I love the Colby index personally, and actually the um, strengths finder quiz is adding in and almost becoming the same thing as the Colby index plus what they normally do. So there's a chance I have to look at it myself, but uh, I heard about that recently from a trusted source. So I need to look at it, but the Colby index is different than a personality assessment or something like that. It's truly defining what um, what you're measured at with 
your work. When you run the best in your job, when you're in peak state, what does that look like? What are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? And creating and building a, a great team, which is a completely different topic, building a, a really amazing high um, functioning team requires you to know a lot of the things that are in the Kobe index because you need to know where to place them and what types of jobs they need. I never suggest people hire from uh, their experience level based on based on what they've done in the past. I want people to hire somebody based on their strengths and weaknesses in relation to the team you already have and what you needs to be done. And yes. when you can position people correctly, and, and sometimes when you build a team, you have to move people around and that's great if you have the ability to do it. But understanding um, if they're a quick start, if they learn really fast, understanding how they implement things, um, if they're a fact finder, stuff like that, that is really important to business and team building specifically. And so that's why I like the Colby Index for that. Um, the next thing I would suggest, so we have, we have understanding the person and building influence with them, getting them to know, like, and trust you, right? Um, or at least know and trust you. <laughs> um, um, people will always like you if you truly care about their life, though. If you truly want to learn more about them, people will always like you. So that's an easy one to, to do, at least in the beginning. So, so build influence with each person understand that if we want to work at an elite level together, which I think everybody wants to do, honestly, because we want really badass results and we want to, we want to be billionaires, right? Um, if we want great results, we have to have not only great boundaries, but great expectations. So understanding where to draw that very hard line of this is where I expect you to rise to and I am going to hold myself to that same standard because that's where the character integrity comes in too. You can't tell someone else to do something that you're not willing to do. <laughs> right? Like I've always <laughs> yeah. taken out the trash at my office, even with the full staff, because I wanted mm -hmm. them to know I am not exempt from yep. the hard work as well. Like I am exactly. willing to do the same shit that you're doing. <laughs> exactly. And I'll just say one more thing for beginner. The last thing is what, like what you mentioned, you said, well, do we have a meeting every so often and all of that? This touches on that. You need to make sure that one, you have an open door policy. People can talk to you about something without having to get, you know, having it um, follow them around the rest of the day without them, you know, getting fired for it essentially. But you also need to create a team environment. And so having meetings does that. However, I'm a big advocate for not having meetings unless absolutely possible or absolutely necessary. Like meetings are such an old school method that most of the time gets nothing done. And there's a very strategic way to build a meeting. But if you do once a quarter, whether it's a survey or whether it's you get pizza for everybody in the office or something, and you sit down, you have a, a game day, or you have a paid work day where you're going out and going to top golf or going kayaking or something really fun, even a picnic, but they're paid for it. Or pickleball. <laughs> yeah, or pickleball. Here we go. Um, if you do that, 
then you're creating an environment where one, I respect your time enough to pay you. Two, I'm building that team rapport and that community that we desperately need to have great results in any business. Um, and people can usually only create that when they're having fun. So fun is really important to business. Um, <laughs> and three, it gives them a very calm environment that you where you can intentionally ask them a bunch of questions. And I would make sure you have a list and just do it once a quarter. So every three months, sit down with everybody, do something fun. Benefits is really small. Um, bring in Twister or something. If, if oh God. Person's okay with that. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> if it's all ladies, maybe. <laughs> um, but what I'm saying is give them an environment where they can drop their guard and then ask them some intentional questions that you've prepared for you to be able to create a better environment, create better results and make them happier where they're at. That's awesome. Um, I remember doing paint parties for my staff and it was so much fun because I also believe in creativity. It's one of my values. And speaking of values, I do want to add that in as well. Um, they have worksheets online that you can download of values lists, and you can include that in the onboarding process as well, along with you know, what Shree said about getting to know them and what inspires them and what their pain points are and, and everything. Um, I absolutely love that. Like, you know, having a little file on your employees on yeah. what, what lights them the fuck up, you know, and that's so, that's so important. Um, and that's not just about the culture. Make sure that their job position itself, their job duties themselves, light them up and excite them. Because if they hate their job, it doesn't matter if you give them a million dollars a month, they're probably not going to stay very long. No, we just have a million uh, fitted sheets to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> and, and adjust that as much as possible. Someone hates greeting people. If they have a hard time with customer service, put them where they're, they're doing all the organizational tasks or the, the timesheets or um, getting and dealing with all of the boxes that come in every week, that kind of stuff. Make sure that you're positioning your people in a, in a job where they're happiest as much as you possibly can. Yes. I love putting people where their zones of geniuses are because you really truly see them shine. And it's, Exactly. you know, always less of a struggle. Um, I know that you and I could go on and on forever about leadership and already picking your brain was just absolutely incredible. But before we hopped on the call, we had mentioned LinkedIn and that's not something typical that people in my industry tend to use unless, you know, somebody owns like a Ritz Carlton or something. So I did want to uh, kind of briefly touch base on that as well, because a lot of leaders are on LinkedIn and mm -hmm. you definitely know a lot more about that platform than I do and why, you know, it's important to integrate that social media platform into our profession. Yeah. And LinkedIn is, it's been around for a long time. There's people who have been on it for a very long time and succeeding on it, but it's not as inundated with people and posts and content as Facebook is. And so just looking at metrics, your post on LinkedIn will get five to 10 times more reach than on Facebook, at least at this time. And right now, LinkedIn is pushing videos, the algorithms. So if you can understand just very basics on what it is trying to promote, you're gonna get even more reach on those posts and, those, and that content. 
So just in general, looking at it from that point of view, LinkedIn is a phenomenal idea. Now, if we're looking at social media in general, TikTok is hands down the fastest and the best producing right now. Um, but that's because it's also the newest. And so people get excited about new things. But with LinkedIn, a cool idea and something that I'm trying to do with all of my clients is to help them grow and become that that go-to person in their industry on this platform because there are very few people that do it on in every industry. And so if you're not a CEO of a corporate business, which those people never post, by the way, they never produce value and content on LinkedIn, so they're not going to make money off of it. But if, if, if you're not one of those people, you don't usually look at LinkedIn as the go-to place to put your stuff and to find audience. But there are tons of people on LinkedIn and people would rather scroll on LinkedIn than post, which is why it's not inundated with tons of posts. So if you don't find anybody else in your industry on LinkedIn and you go on LinkedIn and you start giving true value, like for example, with massage therapy, do you think massage therapy is valuable or can provide value to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it freaking amazing? Every single person, their dream is to be able to at least once a week, go to a massage therapist, like hands down, that is literally everybody's dream. <laughs> so do you think that all of these people on LinkedIn also feel the same way? Probably so at least the good majority of them. <laughs> and so, so technically for a massage therapist, your ideal client is everybody on LinkedIn almost everybody who's there and likes to scroll and so if you start teaching them and you start posting just even three sentences of content or a quick little video of something and you do this consistently every single day and you start growing a following and then you start adding all of this value and giving them little hey no matter what I will go to a therapist if I can, even if I know all of these cool tricks and, and things to do for myself at home. And so that's something that you can give value to on any social media platform and people will love you for it because they'll feel better because of you. And all that does is make them want more. <laughs> and so, so get on LinkedIn, even if nobody else is on there that does your profession and start becoming that go-to person. Because you can, at least for a little while, monopolize the entirety of LinkedIn if you are the only person in your industry that does it. And yes. I can pull up the metrics and, and see, you know, how, who the highest performing person is on here. But Sher I know- Sharice loves metrics. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, well, that's what thing. business is about. <laughs> business is, is all about numbers. And that's, that's where the truth lies because money is a number. <laughs> Yes. And an impact equals a dollar. So for every dollar you make, that's how much you impacted somebody's life. But uh, metrics are important. <laughs> but um, if, if you go on LinkedIn and you start searching for people who do what you do, you might find somebody who has a ton of followers. Um, I pulled up just massage therapist on LinkedIn and I found a company, which the, the business pages don't mean anything on LinkedIn, really. Um, a company has almost 4,000 followers, which is crazy to hear. 
And so, and there's people who have, you know, 20,000 followers, which is decent that 20,000 followers can make you uh, probably around, I would say at least three to $500,000 a year on LinkedIn um, as a general equation. So, I mean, you could build that up in a year or less <laughs> on LinkedIn just by consistently posting content and learning some strategies around it and, and you'll be golden, you know, <laughs> so, so get on there, start posting, start getting some, some audience, some, some eyeballs onto your stuff and actually make an effort. I mean, I started posting on LinkedIn and after a week I did an affiliate post and made $600 in two hours. Now, is that normal? I don't know, probably not, but I got lucky and it's possible. And so you have no idea what's possible until you actually get on there and do it yourself. And if you yes, learn from yes. someone who's an expert at this stuff and they give you easy step-by-step -step strategies, you have no excuse. <laughs> yes. And I was talking to a friend of mine who said, oh yeah, I got like 20 extra clients this month. And I'm like, did you run a discount or like, you know, mm -hmm. what are your ways? And she goes, no, over LinkedIn. And I'm like, Really? Mm -hmm. I was taken aback because even as a business owner myself, like I have a profile, right? It's just, it's a little bit yeah. stagnant, <clears throat> not for long <laughs> since, you know, you are my coach and I know you're going to hold accountable <laughs> for it. But after uh, we're done here, I'm going to yell at her offline. No, oh God. it's okay. <laughs> I'm used to it. <laughs> well, I'm used to it. I need some tough love as well. You know, I, I can I dish it out. I am a nice person. Most you are. <laughs> She was in the military, so you know she don't. For fuck ten around. years, I didn't even mention that I was in the army for ten years. So oh, you re you renewed here. your you renewed your contract after six. I did, I did, and then they <laughs> kicked me out because I needed hip replacements. So, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's, that's hilarious. Well, the hip replacement's not hilarious, but no, it's no. I find that amusing that you renewed your contract, but. Yeah, my, my friend was like, girl, I use LinkedIn all the time and I get Buku clients. And I was just perplexed, like, what the fuck? So this is like the second time, you know, I've been told within like a two week period about it. So I will definitely create some more content coming soon on that. And um, I also wanted to give you a shout out, Sharice, because you're absolutely incredible and you are an amazing coach and leader and mentor and friend and consultant and all those, all the words. Um, so I do encourage anyone, if you need a little kick in the ass and a little bit of tough love, but also a bit of structure and, uh, just kind of like to get, help get you unstuck. Sharice is definitely your girl. She's amazing. And she's helping me get my shit together. So highly, highly recommend. And I do also want to have a downloadable, uh, I'm going to make it downloadable for this video for ideas for team meetings, because mm -hmm. I think it's so important to cultivate that exact environment that you're talking about and also have a little bit of creativity and make sure that everyone's voice is heard. Because at the end of the day, I think we all just want to be heard and acknowledged and appreciated, even if things don't always go our way. The fact that somebody recognized us and listened to us, that will go so, so, so far in managing yep. a team and running your business. If you, if you do not believe us, when we say that that will go so far, pick one person that you can't stand that doesn't like you and start intentionally, just give it a month or two and intentionally, every time you see them, truly ask them for their advice on something 
and you will see that shift. You will see them get so freaking confused because they're starting to like you, even though they don't want to. <laughs> so it works. It works, man. <laughs> oh man, more psychology tricks coming soon from Shuri. Yep, yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I absolutely love that. It definitely pushes you out of your comfort zone in huge ways. And you know, just to touch face real quick before we wrap up, that also goes back to cognitive dissonance, where we tend to only look for the evidence support to support our current belief system. And whenever we look outside of our current belief system into other people's, it can really shed a lot of light on things and make you, you know, have a different perspective. And I intentionally seek out doing stuff like that because I know that, you know, my way is, is not the highway. No, wait, wait, it's, my way or the highway, I don't subscribe to that. I think that's bullshit. Like everyone, everyone's opinions is valid. You know, it may not be right for your business, but everyone has a right to express themselves and their concerns and their needs. And that's when it's important to come together as a good leader and everything. Um, Sharice, this was absolutely incredible. You're amazing. I appreciate your time. And I didn't know if you wanted to leave the listeners uh, with anything you might recommend, you know, as a you know, a good place to wrap up like a book or a last little tidbit piece of advice yes. or anything. So if you like reading, then I would suggest starting with the book, How to Develop the Leader Within You 2.0. It is a John Maxwell book or Eaters, oh, Eaters, Leaders Eat Last. <laughs> that was hard for me to say for some <laughs> weird reason. Eaters, Eater, eaters lead last. <laughs> I'm going to mess you guys up. <laughs> I'll, li I'll but, link it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. So um, uh, that one's by Simon Sinek and he is absolutely an incredible leader as well. And so both of those people are fantastic. I believe both of those books are on Audible if you prefer to listen. And if you have a hard time with books, period, whether it's on Audible or not, then really, truly focus on asking intentional questions, which is technically coaching. So learn how to be a great coach for your followers. And for and, yourself. <laughs> yeah, and it, the hardest person to lead is yourself, honestly. But if there's a really cool quote that says, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, take others with you. I or, love that. Do it with other people, right? So just keep that in mind and start learning on your own. And you can always get a hold of me if you want some more one-on-one -on -one focus with that. We have lots of courses and memberships and things like that for different aspects of and different levels of leadership in addition to entrepreneurialism and business. Um, but the other thing I would suggest is to find someone who you love learning from. You like their voice, uh, not necessarily listening to it, but it could be or you like how they write, anything like that. And they have a very high level of leadership development. Find their podcast, their blog, or their YouTube show and subscribe and just start following those guys like crazy. Listen to them in the morning to start your day off right <laughs> while you're brushing your teeth or making breakfast or, some, or driving to work or something like that listen to them on your lunch break, stuff like that. Just make sure that you're plugging in because just like what Rebecca mentioned, where we might have some crappy beliefs and our beliefs dictate every action that we take. And if you want to change your life, if you don't like where you are in your life right now in any aspect, 
It's because of your beliefs. That's what it goes back to. And so if you want to change your life, you need to change your beliefs so that you can start taking different actions. Yes. That's what I would, I would suggest starting to learn. Yes. I'll, I, uh, I always say like, we are the sum total of every decision yeah. we've ever made. So from Cherise, find somebody you hate and ask them questions, <laughs> try to get advice from them and find somebody you absolutely love. Um, yes. And I do want to end this with a, a quote from Ford. Um, and it's something, and forgive me if I like butchered it, but you know, Henry Ford said, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. So, yep. so sometimes, you know, it, uh, be, yeah. And also being a fucking trailblazer. Yep. Hey, you don't have to have everyone liking you. That's not having everyone like you about 20% usually shows that you're a great leader and you're right. in the right direction. Right. Oh, you're so amazing. Sharice. thank you so much you for your too. time. I appreciate you. And Yes, we will uh we will put all the links down below. That way you have easy access to all the books and resources and of course the picture is brain a little bit more. If you want to know what my secret weapon is, here it is. So <laughs> thank you all so so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I can't find where to stop the recording. Okay, before we go today, <laughs> I have to show you what I've been working on. Once you're done with this. Where is the. Please tell me I hit record. Please fucking tell yeah, it's, me. I... It's still recording. It says recording. Okay, good. I think if I. Um, there should be like a three dots that says. Oh, more. here. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It was just uh, the screen because I got a call in the middle of it. The screen compressed down and. Whoa. Why is this? Oh my God, I just had it. I, I'm watching too. It'll end once we, yeah. end once we leave too. So you can always just cut it off. But that was so much fun. I haven't actually, I talked about leadership with an old friend of mine who's also a leadership expert and she does a podcast for it. She's the one that helped me get into West Point to speak. She used to work there yes. uh, as a master sergeant. But in honor of one of our fellow badass body workers and musicians, I wanted to include a clip from one of my favorite songs by Lindsay Thomas as our outro. Enjoy. Are you a massage therapist looking to add essential oils to your practice, but you don't want to deal with all of the MLM structure? Welcome to Simply Earth. We sell 100% pure essential oils at a fraction of the cost. We also donate 13% of our profits each month to a different organization helping to end human trafficking. Use code BODYWORKERS for $30 off plus a free $30 gift card on your first order.